0: Seattle, Seattle if you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you because we're the realtors that you can trust So go to ride and it down.com If
1: you wanna stay in touch with us Sign up for (laughs) the Nation News. What's so fun?
0: Like, thanks for
1: listening.
0: Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode 323 now of the Ronadon Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studios. What is up, Ronadon Nation? Hey, before we get rolling, we got to thank one of our brand new sponsors, Mitch Weeks. Have you switched to Mitch yet?
1: Yeah, Mitch.loans, just for the Ronadon Nation, if you're doing a refi on your house or buying a new home, save half a percent. It's an average of a $3,000 savings.
0: Yeah, and our thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring today's show, too. Hey, speaking of the show, coming up on the show, how about this? I don't know some of the practical jokes that you used to i don't know do when you're at school high school right before you're about to graduate i know i did some crazy stuff but i never did this i never did this tiktok challenge because tiktok wasn't around yet i never did the slap a teacher tiktok challenge which seems like a lot of kids are doing right now which seems to be not very smart so we'll see what tiktok's gonna do about that also is it time to buy a gun In the city of Seattle, after I share a story with you, you may think even if you've never owned a gun, maybe it's time. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Dick's Burgers announced this week, and this is really incredible, you guys, because anywhere you go, anywhere you go, whether you're getting on an airplane, uh, whether you call the fire department, uh, whether you walk into a restaurant, there are staffing shortages everywhere, And there are millions of jobs out there that seems like nobody wants, specifically in the service industry or the person-to-person industry or the first responder industry. Anyway, Dix was struggling here a little bit too. And they said, how are we going to get people to come back to Dix? We've always treated our employees rather well. You know what they decided to do? So listen up, McDonald's. Listen up, Burger King, home of the Whopper. and, and, And think about this. Think about what they sell a hamburger for. $1.80, $1.80, and in fact, it's one of the only places that you can really go and probably buy a meal for about $7. Anytime you go and you see like two Whoppers for $2, yeah, but get the fries, then the fries are $21, and the drink that you're going to get that is $55. So then you're looking at that, and then get Uber Eats with that, and the next thing you know, you just spend $100 on ordering a burger through Uber Eats. Dick says this, $1.80 also, We're going to pay you $19 an hour. Also, if you have a baby, go have that baby. We're going to provide leave, and we're going to pay you uh, while you are bringing that baby into the world. If you're a dad and you need some time, yeah, paternity leave, maternity leave. Also, they're going to pay for your college education. And then on top of that, they're also going to say, hey, you want to go on vacation this year? Uh, We're going to pay for a couple weeks of paid vacation. This is at a burger joint in Seattle. Ron, how are they able to do that? And do you see the big corporate places like McDonald's and Burger King? Do you see them following suit? Because everybody right now is fighting for the same worker, right?
1: I saw the same story, and I actually went to a Dick's. Uh, I was we're driving around doing real estate. I was just started starting to get hangry. You know how I get when I start crashing. I haven't had any food, and I saw a dick. So I'm like I'm gonna go in there. And they had the, this sign, this placard uh, on where you order. And, and there's more benefits than you even mentioned. I don't remember all of them, but it was I was reading it while I was waiting in line. I was like, holy cow! Like what a first job mm-hmm. uh, if if you did this. Well, I have two responses to this. One is that. We've been conditioned, I think people of of our age group, me and you, we've been conditioned to believe in this thing that it's all about uh, what you give back to your shareholders. You and I have, have lived through an era where it's like, the McDonald's of the world owe these profits to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. It's a publicly traded company. If you really want to make uh, your money, you don't become an employee of McDonald's. You own McDonald's stock, mm. and you know, especially when as I invest in stock, and we have our four hundred one ks and all these things are invested in stocks and mutual funds. You buy into this notion of. Publicly traded companies like McDonald's, Burger King, Microsoft, whatever—they are beholden to their shareholders. That's where the profits should go: either into research and development, into the shareholders, and then you you talk about executive compensation, all that stuff. What this generation, and what we've seen with like the GameStop situation, and what we're seeing right now uh, with what you're talking about in wages from the bottom up—they're saying no. We disagree with the entire model. The model is not to, to squeeze all the laborers so that you can give money to the top end of the pyramid. We want to invert that. We want to say, why should the CEO get $60 million when the the level the, the bottom line worker gets $5 an hour? So they are putting upwards pressure in a sense on society to say. We want our fair share now. I don't, I don't want to have to buy stock. I don't want to have to be here to be fully vested. I don't want to wait five years before you know I'm rewarded with some sort of uh, option to buy stock in the company. I just want a livable wage now. Mm. And, and I, I have to admit that I not only see the logic in that, I'm rooting for that, especially after you see the Jeff Bezos speech When he went to space, (laughs) where he said, thanks to all the Amazon employees and customers, you paid for this. I'm a selfish billionaire with a ridiculous cowboy hat on that doesn't fit. Mm. And I just spent billions of dollars so that me and my brother could go to space. Thanks, everybody. Meanwhile, your average uh, person driving the van or your average person in the warehouse is struggling to, to get by. It makes sense to me when viewed through that lens of saying, Hey, Jeff, how about not going to space with your brother and giving every warehouse worker a $5 an hour raise? We, and he probably would still have a billion dollars left over. It is amazing. When out.
0: he went to space, he said, it's it's due to you. It's thanks to you. It's thanks to every warehouse worker, everybody that's worked at Amazon. You're the reason that I've been able to go to space. And people got pissed. They're yeah, like, wow. They, as they should. He does not get it. Does not get it. So. And, I,
1: and I'm saying this as a guy that just placed a trade this morning in the stock market. So I, I understand that model shift. And I think that that's. Uh, something good. The other thing that I, I think my opinion on this is that companies that want to put their money where their mouth is can. So we hear about all these companies all the time. Like, like the biggest example to me, because I follow this guy that that does this reporting, is after the January sixth uh, insurrection last year. All these companies came out and said we're not going to support financially. Anybody that voted to overturn a free and fair election, AT and uh, you know, Microsoft, Ford, all of these companies that donate to super PACs, they all came out and said, "We're not, we're not doing that anymore." Uh, all the pharmaceutical companies, everybody. Now you you come forward another X number of months, whatever it's been—nine months, ten months—and you start to look at what they actually do behavior wise. Many of those companies are now. Going back to what they knew. Sure. And they're now giving money and funneling money back to the Republicans that voted against that. Why? Because it's in their interest because they want to keep their profits. And so, a company like Dix, and we've met the Spadey family uh, and had him in studio before when we were on Cairo, they're saying, We want to put our money where our mouth is. And what we've always said is that we're community oriented that we believe in Seattle, and that we want to be good to our workers. And so they are now demonstrating that with real dollars yeah. and cents. Yeah, and, and,
0: and this is what it comes down to. And I think you said it beautifully, Ron, all great points, and, and I agree with that. Dick's doesn't answer to Wall Street. They care about Main Street. They only answer to Main Street. And they only answer to their employees that work their butts off up there in Lake City, right? Or uh, just off of 45th, if you stop at the Dick's there. And it's interesting because anytime they're about to put a new Dixon, in, people go crazy, they go absolutely crazy throughout the Pacific Northwest, and they're like, "Hey, we want one of those." So if a company that charges a dollar eighty for a sandwich, if they can pay their workers nineteen dollars an hour uh and on top of that, pay for a college education, pay for vacation, pay for paternity and maternity leave and th- and that's your first job out of the box uh this is pretty." outstanding stuff and it's going to be difficult for mcdonald's for instance to follow suit even though they charge eleven and eighty cents for a hamburger because as ron said they're answering to wall street and not to main street that's why it's so important to continue to support all the moms and pops all those businesses that are left in our community specifically the brick and mortar because when they go away They go away and we do not want to see Main Street go away. We'll see you on those this.
1: You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know, we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail, um, and then they just came in with a with a lot more knowledge, and were able to set those expectations up a lot better. Than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with, so I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire uh, the sit down, the the experience, and and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed, in a, a and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust, and then. You know, we we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun, for one thing. I see them as as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. (laughs) We totally consider
0: Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember
1: and have and, um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com.
0: Hey
1: everyone, it's your sixth grade announcer, G Force O'Neil, with Charlie the dog. Don't forget to pick up a copy of Ron Don's Free Buyer and Seller Playbook.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 323. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere, and as we're talking right now, we just brought on a beautiful property right on 12th Avenue West, just down the street from me on Queen and Mountain, and we're talking about six bedrooms here, you guys. Six bedrooms, Yeah. Just about $2 million. If you want to find out more, go to ronadonsitdown.com. That's ronadonsitdown.com Whether you're thinking about buying or selling or listing with us, ronadonsitdown.com. We did a lot of work on that house, put it in a brand new kitchen, been working on it for the past four months, and it looks phenomenal. It looks really phenomenal. In fact, the owners, they did most of the work. They worked their off, you guys. Anyway. Hey, uh, I think this is kind of interesting. Uh I was talking to the mailman today, and the mailman has been in my neighborhood ever since I've been here the last 12 years. And he said, hey, I just want to say uh, goodbye. And I said, what do you want to say goodbye? He said, I'm leaving. I said, where are you going? He said, I bought a place down in Squim. And I said, why did you buy a place down in Squim? Because he actually loved this neighborhood where he worked so much that he moved to this neighborhood, and he lives right down the street. He said, you know what? I just can't do it anymore. I just can't do it because every time – I go on a walk through these neighborhoods. He says, I see all the broken glass. He said, I see all the stuff that's thrown in the bushes. I see the decapitated squirrels, which is the one sitting outside my house right now. There is one, yeah. Yeah, Ron pointed it out to me. Uh, and he said, you know, I just see it all. I, I, I see it all. And I see the way that this neighborhood has transitioned. I see all the people living in the bushes. And I mean, seven houses from me. Uh, There's a guy down in a Holiday Rambler that's been down there for over a year now. And what he's done is he has surrounded his Holiday Rambler, and it's right on 15th. He's surrounded it with pallets, so you can't even get to it. And tow companies out there aren't going to tow that. The city doesn't want to tow it. Cops don't want to respond to it. And yesterday, I walked across the Ballard Bridge, thanks to Le Schwab, because I had to get some tires and brakes. So I went to uh, Le Schwab over in Ballard. And so I was walking over to pick up my truck, and I looked down below the Ballard Bridge. And there is so much scary sh- that is going on beneath that bridge. And, and, I, and I'm really – you can tell that people are, are – they're, they're dug in. And some of these areas that used to be cleaned out, they've been there for a year and a half now underneath the Ballard Bridge. And I talked to a friend of mine that's a firefighter over in Ballard, and, and I said, have have you ever seen what's going on under the Ballard Bridge? And and she said, yeah, we we get called to the Ballard Bridge all the time. Uh, and I said, when did all that start? And she said, you know what? It started when they shut down the jungle. When they shut down the jungle, and we have talked about this before, the city of Seattle became the jungle. And now as a result of that, homes are being... Br- Homes are being broken into. Cars are being broken in. The The guests that come and stay at my Airbnb just last week, someone broke into their car. They took all their stuff, their passport. To, it's so heartbreaking to me. So now I have to send out a letter every time that someone's coming to stay in one of my Airbnbs and tell them, and it doesn't matter because I have them in different neighborhoods. It doesn't matter. I just say, Wh- whatever is in your car, make sure that you lock it. Or you might want to unlock it because they're breaking lots of windows now. And you just, you can't leave anything in your car because they're going to come and they're going to take it. So he just said, I, I can't do it anymore in this neighborhood. He said, it feels very, very unsafe to me. Uh, he said, some of the people that just come up to me that are mentally ill or they're high, whatever it is. He said, one guy has been following around with the, the past couple of days with a camera, just saying crazy, crazy stuff. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to transfer and I'm going to go be the mailman in somebody else's neighborhood. This is the guy who, right across the street from me. There was a, a, a gentleman by the night. He was 98 at the time. His name was Byron. And his house caught on fire. And it was my mailman that went and saved his life. Uh, anytime we have block parties or anytime we have Christmas parties, and I, and I won't say his name, we always invite the mailman. He's, he, he's a part of us and a part of this neighborhood, but no longer. He is heading to swim. For the first time after talking to him, uh, and I've owned guns before, but since I have my son, I use different types of weaponry in case were tried to break into my house. Uh, but I've been very concerned about having a handgun around uh, a young boy that's six, seven, eight, and now he's 11 years old. I have to say, though, um, with over 300 police officers that walked off the job, maybe 300 more now are going to walk off the job because of the, the deal with vaccinations. We're going to see the same thing in the fire department here. A lot of times when people live out in the country and you lived out in the country, one of the reasons you have a gun is because you're your own police department. If you call the police, they could be 500 miles away. And I'm not even joking, depending on if you live out in a rural area and whether it's a bear or whether it's somebody out in the woods, making moonshine or whatever it is. They're making out in the woods, uh, methamphetamine these days, you, you are the protector of your family. And and after talking to the mailman, I'm like, you know what? And I remember going to a gun course with Ron. We were in Texas. And the first thing they said is, hey, I have to ask you a question. You're here to learn how to use a gun, and you're going to carry a gun. Let me ask you, are you willing to use it? Are you willing to pull the trigger? And as a result of that, are you willing to deal with the consequences? And one of those consequences could be that you will go to the penitentiary for the rest of your life. And I got up from that gun class, and I never went back. I'm thinking about going back to a gun class, though. I have to say, this city that I love and that I cheer for does not feel safe to me, and people really better pay attention. Not about who just the next mayor is, but about who the city council is. And the city council is taking people that are criminals in our neighborhoods, and they're calling them clients. And they have gone out, they basically defunded and fired the police department. And now, police officers who live in bedroom communities are staying in those communities. They're like, you know what? I'll get paid 10, 15% less, but I'm just gonna stay in Fedway and I'll be a cop in Fedway. This is happening everywhere. Ron, I think we have reached a critical juncture in this election coming up. And I don't think, and everyone's so afraid to start feeling like they're pushing homeless people around. These aren't homeless people. These are effing criminals. So I have to ask you, because I I do remember
1: that class. Have you changed your answer on, because the the real question was, and it was a lawyer that they brought in before you took the, the gun safety class. Are you prepared to take a life? So before we're gonna even talk about how to clean a weapon or shoot a weapon or go to target practice, you have to answer that question. Are you prepared to take a life? Because that that's what the the end and end result could be. So have you in in and, and both of us, our, our answer was no, I don't want to take a life. Uh and so neither of us got a concealed uh carry permit at that time. Have you changed your mind on that?
0: I got surrounded in the Ballard Commons Park. If I had a gun, I would have pulled it. And I would have told all those mother efforts to back off. And I was there with my son. Uh, what they were doing was inconscionable. I went there to go skating with him. He got a brand new skateboard. They've completely overtaken that park. And it's not a thing where these people staying in these parks now are nice and kind. They know the police aren't coming. The police aren't there. They're not being monitored. The police can't chase them. We live in a city where the police can't chase you unless they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you've committed a crime. Uh, my friend who's also the firefighter told me the other day, a guy is walking by the fire department in Ballard and has a sign that says no parking on it. Chained to the sign is a bike and he couldn't get to the bike. So, he, so he sawed the sign down and he's walking down the, the sidewalk and he has the sign that's chained to the bike. And he's just walking back to his camp. I went and I looked where the camp is. And on top of this RV, there has to be, I took a picture of it. There has to be 40 or 50 bikes that are on top of this RV. I was scared to death when they surrounded my truck a number of months ago. And they started pounding on the truck. Uh, they were telling me to get the F out. This is their home. This is their park. you, All these things that they said in front of G-Force. And, and then we, we got inside the truck, we locked the doors, we had run to the truck, and, th- and then they've surrounded it now, and I can't leave, I think in that moment, I would have pulled out my gun and told them to back off. And I tell you what, go ahead and call 911. Uh, the, the, the postman does all the time. He said if someone hasn't committed a felony or someone's not being raped right now, they're not coming. They're not coming. So there's so much crime that's happening in the city right now that's being unreported. And I think we have to really think about protecting ourselves and protecting our families. What about you?
1: Well, you bring up a good... I'm not going to argue against your point or argue against how you feel. Um, I mean, I'm really going to have to think about this. I don't want to flippantly say, yeah, I want to go buy a gun. Um, you know, we've had people prowl our my block as well. And my my neighbor had her catalytic converter stolen right out of her her SUV parked in front of the building. So that was pretty scary. So like we've had packages stolen, all of that stuff. I've had people come and, and steal things right off of my,
0: my they're going porch. in homes now. Like King five, had a story this morning and everybody has these nest cameras. Dude just pried open the door while they're sleeping. And you can see him just walk into the house in West Seattle. And, and, and then they had another young lady where the same thing happened where they got home and the guy was living inside their house. I have a rental up in university of Washington area. I have to go by there every once in a while to make sure that someone hasn't moved into the front porch. Cause there's a really cool screened in porch there. And four or five times now people have moved in the front porch. The difference is instead of just moving into your front porch, now they're moving into your house and that it's completely different. And the drugs out there are so nuts and it's so crazy we need a city council that gets it, and we need a mayor that will lead, that will clean up these parks and give us our public spaces back. We will see you on this Saturday. there. Hey, guys. We want to introduce you to a brand-new sponsor here on The Ron and Don Show. He's part of The Ron and Don Nation. His name is Mitch Weeks. He's with Home Seed Loans. Go to his website mitch.loans ron you went to mitch
1: i just did this to get pre-approved and mitch i went through the online portal it was relatively painless the big news though to us and here in the ron and don nation we've worked with you in homeseed you have an amazing buyers program now for people that listen to this show we sure do yeah it's a members only for ron and don nation and you're going to be part of our buyer benefit program so just by listening to this podcast you're in no hassle no questions asked Uh, This partnership means that listeners will save half a percent on the closing of your loan. That's an average of $3,000 saved when you switch to Mitch. To find out more, schedule a chat with me by going to mitch.loans. That's mitch.loans to find out how you can get pre-approved to buy a new home today, just like Ron. All right, so that half a percent, that applies to refinance or to a brand new loan. Go to mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's mitch.loans, the week's team, NMLS1691573. Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you're ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out, and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to RonandonSitdown.com.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 323. As you just heard, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you need us, just reach out.
1: Yeah, and you just heard from Therese, our buyer specialist. She lives and works a lot on the east side. So if you're looking to buy that house, give us a call because we got you covered.
0: All right. Ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. You can write Ron directly if you want one of our buyers or sellers' playbooks. Just write him ron at windermere.com. How do you put this genie back in the bottle? And when I first saw this story... I kind of laughed flippantly, and then I went, wow, this isn't funny. There is all these different challenges now for kids in high school and even junior high and elementary school. And one of the challenges that went out on TikTok is you were supposed to go into the bathroom at school and take a video of you completely destroying the bathroom. Kids did that. Uh, Some got in trouble. A lot never got caught. as a result of that, though, they ended up garnering a lot of followers. And it seems like everybody now wants a lot of followers because they want to be an influencer. They can see see all the money that someone like Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian family has made being influencers. And they're like, I want to be an influencer too. So the new challenge uh, this week is you're supposed to slap your teacher. So I watched some of these videos today of kids going up behind their teacher and just slapping the hell out of them. Uh, You're supposed to take a videotape of that. Kids don't care if they get caught or they get kicked out of school because at the end of the day, they're becoming an influencer and maybe they end up with a million followers. TikTok has come out and said, yeah, well, if we see this content, we'll take it down. But I think it's very hard for them to keep up with the content in order to take it down. How do you, how do you, how do you put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to TikTok and young people wanting lots of followers willing to do whatever it takes and even go slap their teacher on the head? <laughs>
1: Well, did you actually see the videos? Because the, the, in this story that you sent me, it was on Fox News, on like paragraph 14 or so, like way at the bottom of the article, they said, we tried to find videos issuing the Slap Your Teacher Challenge on TikTok. We could not find any videos.
0: I saw two videos on the news today that I that I actually okay, watched. Okay, but it was videos of, of kids slapping teachers. Of kids slapping teachers. Yeah.
1: So, But in terms of the challenge, so a lot of times news agencies – Get a tremendous amount of action where they post a story like this when the challenge doesn't actually exist. I don't know if you remember the famous one. Oprah Winfrey had a guest on and the challenge, the thing back then was there's these parties going on and girls put different colored lipsticks on and do these lewd acts. And it wasn't true. There were no parties going on. This wasn't a thing. There were
0: parties going on after. Oprah yeah, after overdid it. That, that may, that's, that's a good, but, maybe that's what happened here. Teachers were getting slapped until uh, King Five started saying, "Hey, teachers right. are getting, So or, there's or a whatever news chicken and egg yeah. thing
1: here where sometimes there is no challenge, and it's a middle-aged news desk editor at a local fox station somewhere and they don't understand tiktok they've never been on tiktok they hear some sort of rumor about a tiktok challenge and they run with the story when no story exists but if it does exist uh clearly it needs to be monitored and taken down i think that um kids wanting to be influencers i I try to have grace with them because if you and i grew up in a tiktok era we would want to be influencers knowing us in high school we would have been the kids doing videos trying to get followers like we definitely would have done that because we 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 did skits and we were we were those guys in high school that we did, did the skits, and we did the uh, assemblies, and we did all the stuff of, hey, look at me. And so we were right in the middle of all that. If we were teenagers today, we would be those kids looking to get all the followers. So but I not, try to but, give them a longer leash.
0: But not slapping my my teacher in the head. Maybe, I you not know
1: what we would have done.
0: Maybe slapping you and letting you slap me back. But yeah, I don't think I'd be slapping teachers in the head. Anyway, hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 323. Don't forget to switch to Mitch if you're thinking about a loan. Yeah, go to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans, and you can save what?
1: A a half a percent on your loan, refi or a purchase. The average savings is 3000 real American dollars.
0: Yeah. Also, our thanks to uh, Les Schwab for sponsoring today's studio, today's show. And I tell you what, they took great care of me. I had a flat tire. I needed new brakes. Boom, I picked up the phone. They got me in right away. And I didn't even tell them that I do commercials for them. And at the end, they took such great care of me, uh, and it only took about two hours to get all that stuff done, and I didn't even have an appointment. Were you doing
1: aggressive driving again? You flattened a tire and (laughs) ruined your brakes? Anyway.
0: Hey, you guys, if you need us, ronanddonsitdown.com. We are licensed brokers at Windermere, and real estate right now is hot, and we have sold tens of millions of dollars in real estate this year. Thanks to you. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 324. Olay! On the Ron and Don Radio Network.